So the idea that money is hard to come by is a true statement for the person that believes it. Wealth is everywhere, and the best part is it's easily available to everybody. Whatever amount you can see yourself with is already yours. And today, I'm going to show you how to locate your easy money. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. I'm Stephen Canyon. Glad you could join us. KineticBelief.com is the website. KineticBelief at StephenCanyon.com gets an email to us. And I want to remind you right out of the gate that the Law of Attraction 100-Day Guided Journal is available at KineticBelief.com. Guided, underscore the word guided. So important. You're going to enjoy it. It's a lot of fun and very productive as well. The event calendar, also check that out when you peruse the website. Mastering the Universe workshop locations will be available to you when you get there. Workbooks, worksheets, all those kind of cool things. Also available at kineticbelief.com. Hello, Megan. Hello. Welcome back today. Thank you. How it's are you? great to be here. I am fabulous. Gosh, Fantastic. Another beautiful day here on oh, the beach, isn't it's it? It's so gorgeous. I like, you know, yesterday it was actually extremely cold, foggy, rainy, and today it's sunny and mm. warm and uh, the coast, you never know what you're going to get. Did you just see, did you see that guy on the uh, kite surfing just go by? Yes. So cool. He had one of those, I don't know what they're called, uh, some kind of a. It was uh, like an elevated board. Yeah, I don't know what those are called over though. The water. Yeah, I would say it, but those I would are be so wrong. cool. No, it looked really fun. I I can't imagine having the upper body strength <laughs> to yeah. do something like that. I think it'd be a blast. I haven't You'd tried be it before. But I'd love to try it. So, You're good at everything, though. So. Uh, right. So. Yeah. Oh, Steve's good at everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, what, let me <laughs> ask you a question, young lady. What I'm ready. Do you, what do you think about money? Um, I love it. I like having it. I think I feel powerful when I have money. Mm-hmm. I just, I imagine it just flowing to me and huge gushing waves of money. And um, my relationship with money has evolved over the years. And mm-hmm. I feel like I have a very nice relationship with it now. Powerful. That's a good word. Why do you feel powerful with money? Well, you can do whatever you want when you mm-hmm. have money. And, you know, it can't buy happiness, but it can buy all the things you want that agree with that's always your a happiness. funny statement to agree with your optimism right <laughs> yeah absolutely what do you think about money yeah power power their strength money is a representation of your strength well yeah. you actually you started attracting a, a lot of money when you were just a child <laughs> yes i did, <laughs> did you? You, you didn't know you didn't know any better you didn't know to, to correct uh, that you yeah um so could've my could've. my sister and i had a really nice little vial violin wedding playing business when we were seven we started it when we were seven and ten years old and we learned all the little wedding songs and we were getting paid a lot of money but that is so cool now do you, do you uh how do i ask is it because your you, your parents obviously they had something to do with it when well it was just sort of by um i don't want to say accident because it did seem on purpose but at the same time we were um playing with a group of kids and we were playing in church so we were just playing a lot you know my sister mm-hmm. and i were only two years apart so we were playing duets all over the place and then somebody asked us one time if we'd play for i think a christmas party and okay. it just went so mm-hmm. well and the songs that you play for events and weddings are actually incredibly easy to play so we, easy for you to say right well i mean <laughs> children could play you know we 
were children so we could okay. play them at that level and um everybody thought we were just super cute you know we look like twins practically and and the rest is sort of history we just started playing for events and weddings you people were loved all it. this bank and you were just oh, a yeah. kid How it was cool wild is that? but it did give me a sense of value and and you know how when I got the first real job, like a sandwich shop or something, you know, it didn't last very long because I was used to making so much money in just a few hours. It was really fascinating. Well, and you were also, you were using kinetic belief and didn't even know it. You, Correct. You, you just, you weren't questioning it. You weren't fearful about yeah. anything and you were imagining what you were doing. You had a vision for it and your I learned desire a lot. was to do it. When I learned a lot too, um, you know, even as a kid, I'm the one going up and collecting the payment, collecting the money. So I learned a lot about money and strength and and people at a young age didn't even mean to but there it is there it was cool experience very you know, very few things cause as much fear as thoughts of not having any access to money and, and let me just Absolutely. let me say access to your money <laughs> everybody has money they that's just true. they're just not accessing it. That's why I always think it's so funny when people are sort of like a moth to a flame drawn to really rich people because you know it's kind of funny it's like well they're not going to give you any of it. <laughs> what do you Well that is a good analogy for misplaced <laughs> faith and belief in the way people go through lives not just where money is concerned but giftings and talent and yeah. we worship athletes and movie stars and all these people that are living their dream and yeah. living what they choose to believe to receive. Yes, absolutely. Mm. When it's just it's just sort of funny to to want to be, you know, connected to people with money. And I get it maybe in a networking sense, but at the same time, I mean, they're not going to write you a check. So <laughs> what are you doing? Probably not. Probably not. And if they do, it's, you, you probably don't want to take it. Yeah. But that's, and, and it is interesting to think about that. You know, what's your, the motive is always it, right? Um, Absolutely. You know, what's the motive? Money. Money. Know? Money's such a, 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 a cool thing and it's it goes in so many different ways there's been so many books written on this subject and there are so many ideas uh, m most are wrong where it comes to money and it's such a cool thing to talk about from the the realm of uh, quantum physics and thought disciplines and even religious notions and ideas and uh, the law of attraction and all that and you can kind of uh, put it all together and come up with the correct way of understanding what it means to attract, and I love the title, Attracting Easy Money. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I like that. I like because um, I think we've all had those experiences of making hard, difficult money. <laughs> oh, yeah. You you know, know, one nickel at a time, it's coming. Well, in. when I was also your age, when you started attracting money, I, I was doing the same. I was attracting money as well. I'll never forget, I was eight years old. It was summertime. True story. Okay. And I wanted some money to buy candy with. There was a, a little store about a mile away from our house, and candy. I could I could walk up there anytime I wanted to if I had a little bit of money, and okay. I could I could buy candy whenever I had had some money. But there were four of us kids, so you know, if I ever had any money, I had to somehow come up with it or earn it. It just wasn't flowing sure, freely sure. in the house there. But no I just, silver spoon in your mouth it, growing it, up. That's right. Yep. So I decided to use my belief to attract some candy money because, you know, I had been doing this. I, I understood the power of belief when I was five years old. So I was going to use, use belief to it to uh, come up with some money. And I started thinking ways for money to come to me. Mm. I didn't know how to play the violin, so that was out of the question. <laughs> and so I, I remember I ran out of the house to look at our lawnmower, which was 
in the backyard, uh, piled up uh, under some a bunch of stuff there. But I tried to figure out how to use the thing. It was as big as I was at the time. It was a huge thing. And so while I was standing out there thinking, I noticed a bird's nest in an old oak tree that I like to climb. Okay. So while thinking about uh, how can I come up with money to buy candy, which I didn't have, I went over and I climbed up that old tree to see if there were any baby birds in the in the nest. And when I looked into the bird nest, there weren't any baby birds, but I something I did uh, something called a, a glimpse. I caught a glimpse of something shiny there in the bird nest. Mm-hmm. And I reached in and I pulled out a fifty cent piece. What? Now, and that, that may not sound like a lot, but as I happened to look this up uh, using the average inflation rate in terms of today's <laughs> dollars. When I was eight years old, 50 cents was worth $3.20 today. And that's, a, that's a lot for a kid. Uh, yeah, that's I, a lot of candy. I bought a lot of 10-cent pieces of candy with that 50 cents. Oh, my goodness. Look, money will come to you if you're willing to climb the tree. That's amazing. That's so wild. <laughs> And how does that even get up there? I mean, that's not something a, a bird. bird could take up yeah, there. Yeah, I think so. A bird picked you up a shiny so? 50 cent piece and flew up there and oh, to, to build his nest that with it. That seems yeah. wild, doesn't it? I mean, it, it was kind of, it was, it was, it was in it. woven into oh, it wow. around it. You could that just see a little fascinating. Sliver of it. Yeah. That's fascinating. But that's. And, you know, I have to say, like, even the money that I'm still wanting to make today, the money that I'm attracting, it's, in a sense, it's still candy money. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Isn't that right? You know, we're still just wanting the candy, whether it's the car, the candy car or the candy house. It's just still the, our little hearts desires, whether we're kids or adults. OK, <laughs> that's right. That's exact, exactly right. Well, somebody listening is going, hey, what about me? I want to attract some easy money. Where's tell me where bird nest is. I climb up and <laughs> pull some money out of <laughs> lottery ticket. Right. So, OK. The secret to attracting wealth begins with identity. You have to know who you are and what makes you, you. You've got to know that you can play the violin. And you've got to know that you and your sister are cute together and that, hey, there's going to be a demand for the two of you to go out and play the violin. (laughs) People live sad lives as a result of not knowing who they are. There There have always been a majority of people considered average, not because they are average, but just simply because they don't know what to believe that makes them average. They're just like everybody else, not knowing what to believe. Every person is an average creator here on the planet with the average ability to attract the genius of their greatness. Every person possesses the quantum power of belief. You have the authority to speak and see things change. You have the authority in the natural while here in the land of the living to unwaveringly believe and change your circumstances. Now, these are the creative truths regarding the 7.6 billion creators that are presently inhabiting the earth. And I'll tell you something else, and this is what's really exciting, is that the world is now moving away from the nature of competitiveness which is the survival instinct to compete. Fundamental survival instincts have resulted in the the believable state of competition. And what what it's been from uh, the dawn of modern man is just this foot race to the kill. And it's the example, an example of that is just fear of lack driven by the imagination of a limited marketplace. For example, we're talking about money and finances. 
fear of there not being enough for everybody. And that's been the engine driving corporate invention. Think about it. Coveting what other people have. Uh, kids coveting the money that you and, and your sister were making as kids. <laughs> coveting, well, I see what you're doing. I need to get a share of that. How about you, instead of you doing the wedding this Saturday, maybe I can go over there and sing a song and get the money instead. <laughs> Taking shares of perceived markets, competition within boundaries. Look, the average person, what they do is you look around to inventory what you're seeing and what they believe to see is then what you consider. That kind of measurement for belief is just simply saying, what I observe is what I've got to get. Wow, that's really um, an interesting take that we always have to get rid of that competition mentality. Because you're right, it's very biological. That survival instinct, uh, it's a doggy dog world, kill or be killed, uh, corporate America, corporate world that's that's it's penetrated our dna and so we have to overcome that that's to right. access the easy money if it belongs to someone else your desire is to take what you see and all this is Isn't incorrect if it belongs to somebody else well how can i get what i see that you have and this is the competitive games of fear mm. the spoils of which always lead to sorrow Here's, here's where things are getting exciting, though, Megan, is humankind is now advancing as a whole into an enlightened age of creativity. The genius of creators with an ability to imagine invention, art, literature, fables, wealth building, schemes, adventure, exploration, all those things, the creative bias has existed since the genetic code of humans was dynamically altered about 6,000 years ago. Wow. Uh, you, know, you mentioned DNA. And I believe it was the manifestation of the creative bias that designed all of the forms in the universe prior to the Big Bang. And that's where we are today. We know this is how everything that was created was created. And this is no longer the subject of debate anymore. The discovery of the God particle demonstrated the hand of bias for creation at work. I think you're right that more than ever we are in an age of enlightenment. And it does seem sometimes that it's as if our evolution uh, biologically has not quite caught up to that yet. Because our mind says one thing and our, our insides, our adrenaline <laughs> says another. Right. So this is an interesting way to look at this, to compare the biological with the enlightenment that we're all pursuing really Never, and yeah, yeah I, I just think that's that's a fascinating way to look at it and we are in the age of enlightenment you know we really are just the things that like exactly what you're talking about you know creativity versus competition there's so much freedom in that creativity and you mentioned identity when you don't have that identity you're you're at such a loss aren't you so all there is is somebody else's stuff you have no sense of what's even your own Right. What That's you correct. could even want. That's right. Look, the universal law of attraction has been used by the one percenters for thousands of years now. So this isn't new. But what is new, like you're saying, is that we are now living in, well, let's just say the age of Aquarius, like the song says. <laughs> and and that's, a, that's a fun way to consider it. But it, there's so much truth to that. True, yeah. um, we are, as a human species, we have are evolving quickly now, faster than ever. This is an exciting time to be alive because we are moving dynamically into an era of understanding that we are not here as we're not supposed to be competitors competitors are competing as, as a natural instinctive way of survival but we are actually creators we have an, an ability to dynamically 
uniquely create the essence that makes all of us different. And by doing so, we attract into our lives the substance of abundance, the substance for advancing our minds and our bodies and our souls toward perfected completion. And that's where we are now. And it's such an exciting time to be alive. And that is the word, isn't it? Exciting. It's thrilling. The fact that we're learning these things and then we can actually implement them into our lives. Um, It gives you the sense that a perfect life, an exciting life, a life that's only full of good things really is possible because the only thing that's going to screw up a good life is fear. So all these things that we're working toward, it's getting rid of fear. It's getting rid of that, that anxiety ridden, you know, that pit in your stomach (laughs) that you get when that tries to creep in. And it is, it's, it's a thrilling time to be alive and learning this. But now through the natural evolution of the humankind soul, Every single person has the ability at the surface now of understanding. It's not something that's just, you know, you you have to go off into the wilderness for 40 days and nights by yourself and starve yourself to try to catch glimpses of. No, it's at the surface now of understanding, enlightenment that you're talking about in order to be able to attract whatever you can imagine to manifest, regardless of where or when a person has uh, either lived or is now living, those who pay attention to their creative genius. These are the creators who are advancing their minds and bodies and souls in this life. These are the ones that attract whatever amount of money they desire. And they do it over and over and over and over. There's no limit to it. You don't do it once. You don't just win the lottery, spend it, and then cry. It's, <laughs> that's not the way this works at all. And there are no exceptions to this. That's what's so cool about it. There are no exceptions. A person cannot choose to not believe. We're all co-equal creators with the same ability to believe. And so you cannot opt out of uh, be- uh, being who you believe you are. Think about it. You-, you believe that you're someone, right? Well, you can't opt out of that. Congratulations, you are a believer with the ability to believe and then see. This is quantum mechanics. And this is philosophy. This is religion. This is life as a creator on earth and beyond. I love that you said you can't opt out. I saw a really funny tweet the other day. This girl said, uh, she said, I didn't ask to be born. Who's going to pay my bills? <laughs> <laughs> Who's responsible for this? Yeah, it's not my fault. <laughs> it's not my fault. Oh, what so what funny, were y'all thinking? <laughs> uh, but I, I do love that you're using the words like fun and easy when talking about money because... If, you know, if, if there are any words associated with money that have been drilled into us, it's anything but fun and easy. We have been taught over and over and over that it is hard and it requires work and diligence and years and years and years. And if you're lucky and if you hit it and if you have this, you know, divine intervention moment, then maybe you can have some money. There are so many <laughs> fearful, fearful thoughts that have been entrenched with the idea of money yeah. and wealth. Look, there's 7.6 billion people right now on earth. Where they 7.6 arri- now? 7.6 billion oh on the earth. Goodness. And where they arrived into the physical realm to believe and to believe something. And they all came everybody comes into this world the same way. Mm. You have a soul and you live in a body. And you're creating whatever you believe. If you believe money is a problem, it is. If you believe money isn't a problem, it isn't. Right. It doesn't get much simpler than that. And that's even true for the population of the world, isn't it? 
because you were just mentioning 7.6 billion and I've heard people say well this is a problem and we don't have room for all these people but it's probably a problem if you say it is that's exactly right and we all have more than enough to go around and plenty of room if we believe that yeah that's true and you can even see it being done on the national level and with governments and in political parties you'll have one political party that's not in office and so they'll spend the entire time the other party is enjoying the the power talking down an economy telling everybody that to be fearful that maybe a recession is coming or a depression is on its way. If you can get everyone to believe it enough, guess what? Yeah. It happens. Um, I think it's interesting that you're using the word easy for money, easy money, because it makes me think of the, the fact that we're all told that get rich quick schemes or easy money are things to be avoided. And so not only are we told to work hard for money, but we're told that, hey, if it's if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. So we've we've also been turned into these huge uh, paranoid skeptics when it comes to money. Yeah, you're, all these are, are <laughs> faithful belief, the substance of belief programming. And it's just it's brainwashing. And so in order to begin attracting easy money, the first thing you've got to do is get away from the thoughts people are trying to form into your own way of thinking. Get away from uh, being told what to think about money. Mm -hmm. Get away from all of those um, uh, idealists that are telling you, do it this way or do it that way, or avoid this and don't avoid that, and give me part of what you've got so I can get you more. And all those <laughs> schemes and all those things. It's not to say that somewhere down the road that that won't be the, the correct thing for you to do, but you've got to start at the beginning. Yeah. And that's to get away from all of the influencers, both positive and negative, to first of all, find out who you are and what makes you creatively unique and dynamic. Well, I love that you started by talking about how this is the age of enlightenment, because that that uh, angle, that perspective on money that you just described, it does seem antiquated now. It does seem like the old school way of looking at money. And this, what you're talking about today on this episode, seems fresh and new and enlightened and as if it's the new way, the right way. You know, I believe we're just 50 years away from being able to look back and historically going, Gosh, that was the caveman way of doing finances, <laughs> wasn't it, back in 2019? You're probably right. Yeah. You know, since you possess a soul, you are a creator. All right. So let's settle it right now. Somebody says, well, I don't think I am. Well, you are. You possess a soul, right? No, I don't think I do. Well, you do. The substance of which is you. <laughs> You are you, so you have a soul, and you know you are aware of that, which makes you a creator on the earth. Mm -hmm. Every belief that you have as a creator with a soul on the earth, whatever you say that you believe will manifest according to the type of that belief. Now, this has been proven in quantum physics. Don't say, well, I just don't believe, or did you hear what Stephen said? No, it's not what I'm just saying. This is the, this is the proof uh, that's coming out of quantum physics now through the Hadron Collider and uh, physics, and it's being proven that one way to understand attraction and how it works is from quantum symmetry. And I, again, I just love these kind of things that really back up what we already know to believe uh, and believe to be true. Yeah. There are so many different ways to demonstrate that what you believe about money activates what's called quantum symmetry. In other words, what you fear will be attracted against you. The good thing, what you're positively excited about to believe, will be attracted to advance you. Symmetry means that the orientation can be swapped. Now stay with me for a minute. Symmetry in quantum physics means that the orientation can be 
interchange. That means that you can believe good or bad either way. And either way will be correct. Either way will be um, source. It will manifest. You can believe the negative, the law of diminishing return, that you don't have much money, or because you wanted it so bad, that means that you're just in fear that you won't ever have enough. Well, that's the picture that you've faithfully painted of your life that you now get to figure out how to enjoy for the rest of your life. Congratulations. (laughs) Or you can positively imagine that you have a tremendous amount of wealth. And it's your destiny to have that. And you see yourself as that, not going after it because you don't have it, but you're imagining yourself with it. And now you can enjoy the results of the positive desire. And we see these types of symmetry, these quantum symmetries in our bodies. For example, our right hand is a mirror image of our left hand most of the time. Well, this is quantum symmetry. Or a person that is double-minded about their finances in quantum symmetry, in quantum terms, They're not going to attract a lot of money because they're not in kinetic belief. A kinetic belief for more money, it doesn't change what you're believing. Um, It simply remains the same. While not considering the beliefs of fearful alternatives and and, uh, distractions or other methods or other things. No, it it is one single-mindedness. Belief has a substance. The bias of what you believe is going to attract like kind to manifest as long as it remains the same. Well, it's so interesting to envision that symmetry that you're describing when it comes to money so that in a sense we can even imagine. I like that we can actually, in this process of belief, imagine the process, the quantum process that's happening. So when you're believing for, let's say, a million dollars to manifest in some in some way for some purpose, then you're also imagining that the quantum on the quantum level what's really happening i think that really like boosts our faith you know it really boosts our belief and our um our understanding of just what's happening in in the universe right you know a simple example of when you and your sister were playing the the weddings with your violins as children the the symmetry of your single-mindedness to do that you would continue to do the same thing and you were doing it over and over you were enjoying it you were having fun you're optimistic about more weddings coming in you didn't think that okay maybe if we tap dance uh, at this next one that we can double what we're making you didn't do that you remained single-mindedness toward the gifting that you'd been rehearsed and practiced in and then you were kinetically moving your belief toward the substance of what you were imagining to attract and so it was expanding you were advancing your life and you were enjoying the benefits they were becoming greater and greater and greater and i think you told me at one time that your your parents had to put in a telephone because the phone was ringing so much they put in your own personal line for you and your (laughs) your 10 year old sister to be able to take the calls for the business they did they had to and we we had to get business cards and and my my parents helped us make little contracts and it just became almost just ridiculous and, and before we were even teenagers we were getting paid a hundred dollars an hour to, uh, for our playing time and it's interesting that you mentioned identity again because as you're telling the story about my sister and I and this and this business when we were kids there was no question in my mind when I look back is you know is this gonna work um who am i and so i think it's those questions that trip us up as adults because as a kid i was a violinist there was no question was i going to be good enough were we going to get hired were we going to get paid were we going to get more weddings was this going to grow no question i accepted it for what it was and the success was was there Right. And you were looking within for the giftings. You were understanding creative giftings and you were applying something that you had a passion and love for, even at that young age. Look, and those things, if you start questioning, 
uh, like you're talking about. You're, you're actually double-minded. You become double-minded about your gifting, double-minded about the direction of the pathway that you're, you're, you're headed into. You're double-minded about, and the, the law of attraction, uh, in, it, when you become double-minded in quantum symmetry, each particle of belief, and we're talking about belief is broken down into particles, it's swapped with its own anti-particle. And in a double-minded situation, um, you are effectively becoming, uh, you're changing the charge of what you're believing. Let me just put it out there that way. Here's... And, what I mean by that is what you attract has nothing to do with anything other than what you believe. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's the crux of it. And you become double-minded, and now all of a sudden you're, you are open up now to ne- the negative influence of what you're double-minded about, and it begins to detract. It, it contracts. It begins to decay, and it falls apart and becomes nothing. Well, I love the analogy that I've heard you give before about planting a seed and then checking on the seed. And, you know, you don't see anything green growing yet. So you just keep going out there to dig up the seed, to look at it, and basically you're killing it every time. Well, fear says go and dig up the seed to see if it's starting to sprout little roots. Like, I don't see anything yet. Is Belief and faith says, oh, it's in the ground. And I trust and I believe and I know it's going to grow and I'm, I'm perfectly happy and optimistic for the harvest that's coming my way. So I'm not going to be motivated by fear. Fear says, I don't quite believe that it's going to come. Mm. The world's systems have been constructed in a way that belief has been, well, it's been confined where possible and given evaluation. Now, I'm going to take us into a little different direction here. I think this is really important to understand. This is, uh, this is the tip of, of an enlightened iceberg, <laughs> if you will. The world's systems, the way that economies have been structured, the systems for competition, because the world is still operating by and large under the system of, of competing for what you have. And so the result of setting up and structuring a, a competitive system in a way uh, that belief has been confined where possible and given a valuation. It's a valuation system. In other words, if you go to an elite college, then because you went to an elite college, what you believe is supposed to have more manifesting value because you went to college, you went to an elite college. So whatever you believe is going to bring more to you than some than what somebody who never left the house that they grew up in can believe to see. And this is a, a measurement system of belief. Well, you went to Harvard, so whatever you believe, everybody needs to be quiet in the room to see what it is that you believe. And then I'm going to write you the biggest check to tell me what you believe. <laughs> because you believe that to be true. And I believe it to be true. We make it true together. But the, the interesting thing here about belief is your belief is no more valuable in quantum mechanics and in the, the world of belief and the ability and the power of belief and the authority of belief and the dominion that each person equally has. It has an equal value. And, so, and that's the valued belief system. It was created by the competitive world of believers, and it works for everybody that believes that it works that way. The valued belief system is how winners and losers are chosen by this system, by that system of measurement. That is so interesting to, to hear that explained in that way. Because, for example, the, the Harvard analogy, education is a huge part of, of us 
believing if we deserve a job, if we deserve money, if we will make it or exactly. not. Exactly. That's yes. huge. Yeah. And such a and, and it's interesting how that does go back to identity because when you do, for example, let's say you went to Harvard, I mean, how much more is something going to be a part of your identity than Harvard? I mean, I would tell everyone if I went to Harvard. <laughs> that would be huge. It and would the be, reason you would tell everybody yeah. that you went to Harvard that you ever met was because you're building up the belief system, valuation system, that now what you believe has greater value than what they believe because yeah. you you were valued to be of a greater importance because of your attendance to Harvard. So it, are you saying that in a sense that we can can mimic these these triggers in life let's say a good education let's say you didn't go to harvard but you know what i'm gonna put faith into the fact that my belief and my opinion and my work ethic and my my unique creativity all the things that are unique about me matter just as much um it's almost like you could simulate that in a sense well even better than that what i'm saying is that what's important for everyone to understand is you cast down any kind of belief valuation system that you've grown up and that you've lived believing. Mm. Wipe the slate clean, go back to the beginning. Because here's the thing, it's difficult for those living out their lives, believing what they're told, to stop adhering to the valued belief system. But what we do is we say, okay, wait a minute. What is the truth here? What's the quantum mechanic truth? What is the actual dominating truth before I choose to believe what I'm told to believe. Belief is not a respecter of the world's systems of valuation. Mm, that's true. That's true. The that's substance good. of belief has, it has nothing to do with the world's uh, system of valuation. This is where the powerful become powerfully free, what I'm about to tell you. What you believe attracts the same way for every person, great or small, on the planet. What you believe will attract for the, the, the same way for the person in the Sudan, born there, living there, that it will for the Harvard graduate. No different. The difference is, is what they believe. Yeah. That's so interesting, isn't it? Because one person, it's almost as if their belief has been pre-engineered for success. They don't even really have to go through that process almost because it's it's built into their life. That's that's absolutely true. But now, but then but yeah. but then and, you know <laughs> but that person to hear what I'm saying now all of a sudden could <laughs> it could come tumbling down the mountain and be like oh no true. you mean all this that I've been told all these years it's really going to be up to what I actually believe about me rather than believing about what I've been told. I've got to spend time with my little Harvard heart <laughs> out here in the wilderness now to find out who I am what makes me unique yeah why am I different rather than like everybody else that went to Harvard yeah what does my creative genius actually exactly. look like that's right you know it's interesting as as you're describing all of these processes and giving us a deeper understanding of them I keep thinking that it's all swirling around what you already mentioned identity and I got I wanted to hear your take on this so I was thinking about you you've been talking a lot about violin that I've played violin my whole life and it's interesting to imagine violin as it relates to me because I've played since literally before I can actually remember, have memories. So I don't remember not playing. So violin is this huge part of my personal identity. I know how to play. I am a violinist. There's no question. It's very natural. And then when I think of money, I haven't always been wealthy. So I actually still sometimes feel a bit disassociated from money because it's not something that I've had since before I can remember which is an interesting comparison isn't it i mean 
I, I don't, I'm just, it's interesting how you have to work toward the things that you haven't always had. I, I hope I'm asking sure. that right. No, it's a great question. And again, it, when, when you're talking about quantum mechanics and you're talking about the substance of things hoped for and the things that we've become because of what we've believed that others have told us, what we're actually doing to become successful at uh, the law of attraction using kinetic belief is we're going back to the very beginning to unbecome all these ideas that are incorrect about you. Because what you believe to desire as destiny, and you were talking about the violin now versus your finances, Mm -hmm. what you believe to desire, it operates in the quantum symmetry of time, meaning that the universal system for attraction follows the same laws of physics, whether the system runs forward or backward in time. It's the exact same. So you don't really lose time when it comes to deciding to change what you believe. Oh, I see. Yeah. And whatever you hope to achieve and accomplish and successfully attract in this lifetime is still available to you. It's no different now than it was when you were eight years old. In other words, your abilities, they are immutable. They're unchanging. They will always work at any time, any place, anywhere. There is immediate freedom from the world's system of belief valuations. But you have to know who you are. You've got to know why you are. You have to see yourself with this idealistic uh, purpose for being here because you do have that. There is a reason for you to be here, but do you know what it is? Most people would say, not really. I don't know what my purpose is. You have to change what you believe about. In order, and you've got to change what you believe that you see. And what you hear, you and, and stop evaluating uh, the the life that we're living according to what we see around us, because if you objectify yourself according to what you're surrounded by, then you're imagining to see that, and you'll continue to have that. If it's finances, and you're trying to figure out how to get out of whatever it is you're in, then part of your equation is what you're in, and again, that's double-mindedness. So if you want to attract and begin attracting the easy money, you have to stop valuing more money from less money. Stop considering what you don't have to gain money. You have to stop considering what you're seeing and talking about. You have to change all of that. And this this requires, it, it's going to require a, a, an ability to Meditate and imagine yourself out of the hole that you have found yourself in. <laughs> imagine yourself out of the hole. Step one. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I really like. <laughs> I'm like writing this down. Get out of. You're not in the hole. Um, you know, I really like that you you took us to a place just then that that really took us beyond our earth uh, physical existence. So you really told us to get out of this linear perspective. You are an eternal being. Focus on who you are as that eternal being. So the moment that you get a hold of a truth and revelation knowledge, that becomes you. And it's as if you were never anything else because we're in the present. I think that's really important and really powerful because that's going to keep us moving forward. And, and in that really, what you keep saying, that easy way of approaching manifestation and money and all these things that we're trying to achieve. Most of the information that we are continually processing as we go through our days are things that we've been told, things that we've heard. And it's and, and, and then what we say to ourselves according to what we've heard and what we've been told. What you do is, to, again, to unbecome all of that. You've got to get away from the noise of the world and isolate yourself with yourself. 
Look within and ask yourself some questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Not according to the expectations of anyone else, but why am I here? What makes me uniquely different? Don't look for your commonalities because that's going to be based on what you've observed. What makes me different? Because that's going to be based on looking within to see truly what, what, what are you? Uh, who are you? What are your unique aptitudes? And be honest with yourself and write those down, journal those. Because the manifesting creator, the one who's successfully advancing their mind and their, their body toward perfected completion and their soul toward optimistic happiness and joy and always being healthy and having more than enough money to travel and to be a giver and not concerned about taking and competing. That person has a platform for creating by believing to attract. And that platform is always going to be based and built up upon unconditional love for self. As you're talking, I'm realizing that a lot of times we really do get the cart before the horse because whenever you think about easy money, easy wealth, um, even if you are incredibly spiritual and you believe in the law of attraction, you approach it with, you know, I hear you, but don't you have like any stock tips or something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what should sure. I do? You know, what should or, I or, I, <laughs> or now what lottery number should I choose? <laughs> exactly. But I think it's interesting because you know, you'll get to that point. You will get to the stock tips. You will get to the to the bill, billion dollar fresh unique idea that comes from within you, but that's not where you start. And that's what I'm getting from everything you're saying is that you know, you have to start with identity. You have to start with by looking within and building that inner image of who you know you are and building it off of who you want to be and what you want to see. I just, I like the, that you're sort of showing us how this is going to progress so we don't get ahead of ourselves. Right. Build it off of unconditional love. But you got to understand what unconditional love means. Most people, if you ask them, they couldn't even tell you what that actually means. It means um, you, you have to throw away and cast down any ideas of disappointment. Disappointment simply means that you had a timetable for manifestation. Disappointment means that you don't like what you see about yourself. Or, you know, you, you've limited yourself and, and given you a calendar for uh, reaching some kind of goal. That's why I don't like you know, these uh, the five-year plan or three-year plan and all those things. because <laughs> one-week plan. <laughs> most people end up or plan for tomorrow. <laughs> now, as, as a kinetic believer, you already are. So the wait is over. Mm-hmm. See it now. See it now. See it now. You, you have yeah. no more preconceived notions of who you are based upon your observations of others. Unconditional love says that you are intimately aware of yourself and that you adore the unique and good things that make you different than anybody else. You're, you're locating your creative genius on the inside of you and you're, you go to work fashioning and promoting your aptitude, the essence of your interest what makes you unique. This is the kinetic believer that begins attracting great amounts of wealth and they continue increasing in every area of life, mind, body, and soul. And this is the creator that is on their way to eternal success either. So let's don't discount what's going to happen after this brief moment that you're here in the land of the living. Wow. You know, as you're, as you're teaching, I'm just reminded yet again that we can't hear all of this enough. Even if you have heard it a million times, which I feel like I have. I mean, I'm a student of kinetic belief, law of attraction. This is not new for me, but I'm sitting here going, oh yeah. Oh, oh, that's true. Oh, wait, I forgot. So, you know, you mentioned uh, the brainwashing thing a while back and it just kind of hit me that actually our minds are so polluted 
all the time with all this bad information that we need a good brainwashing. You know, <laughs> we need a good moment of remembering over and being reminded, really being stirred up over and over and over again of who we actually are and how this works because we've been lied to a lot and we have to keep undoing that. Well, as long as you're opening yourself up to uh, misinformation, you'll continue to get it. That's so it's so most, probably true. the most readily available thing on the planet. So true. But understanding symmetries, like we've been talking about, just from the quantum perspective, the symmetries within the universe, allows us to construct uh, various laws of physics from the conservation of energy or the conservation of momentum. The conservation of momentum is, now this is really cool, this is, is how we understand the powerful results of not being moved off of what we've chosen to believe about ourselves by what other people think or say. Think about it. The conservation of momentum in quantum mechanics and physics means that you're not going to change your mind once you've come in contact with original source purpose, that becomes your your manifesto, if you will. It's it's your article of faith. You're not going to move off of this. Conservation of momentum is kinetic belief at its very best, at its most powerful manifesting state. And this is what causes every person's destiny to either be realized or just sadly missed. The the six year old child we were talking about earlier to, earlier today that believes that you know what they're going to be their destiny is to be president one day well they become president one day that child that believes it's their destiny to be a professional athlete attracts the experience into their life their sense of destiny it just simply becomes them and they're not surprised when it shows up either I love that word destiny when when talking about manifestation that sounds so powerful when you say it because there's a huge difference between going oh man I really wish I had a million bucks and it is my destiny to be a millionaire that's very different great word destiny when you're working your uh, in your your law of attraction journal and you begin blueprinting the the idea that from the highest viewpoint of of your life and you're creating thought forms uh, to hold into your imaginations and those become your desires and you're holding all of that in place and you begin seeing that holistic picture of what you've been diagramming through your journal uh, as your destiny. Mm-hmm. It's who you are. You're not trying to become something that you're not. You, you are wealth. You are love. You are happiness. You are joy. That's the essence of you. You are these things and so if you are that, somebody can't take from you what you are they can take from you what you have or what you've you've gotten or taken because if you take something it can be taken from you if you've gotten something it can also be removed from you but if you are something then that's who you are if you are freedom you're free if you are wealthy if you have wealth and it, because you you see yourself as wealthy you see that as your destiny then it becomes you. And so as you begin attracting those things that you see that you already are in present tense, then it comes without sorrow and and without fear. And you don't have sleepless nights wondering if it's going to be gone when you awaken in the morning. I love that concept that easy money is easy money because you see it as inevitable. It is a destination that there is no way you're not going to arrive at because you know yourself and your identity and you know your belief 
And again, I love that. It's your destiny to become that thing that you're believing for. Destiny is a great word for conservation of momentum. Mm -hmm. Conservation of momentum. I'm not going to change to the left or right. I'm not coming off of what I believe to choose. And I believe the very best about my life, about my friends, my family. I believe the best about my, my life partner, my finances, my health, my mind, my body, everything that has anything to do with my life, I'm moving into the mode of conservation of momentum. And that's my kinetic belief. That is my destiny. And that's who I am now. And nobody can bully me to come off of what I'm believing to receive and already seeing as being done in my life. Wow. You know, you have mentioned a few times that in the past that to achieve these things that we're manifesting, that we're attracting and believing for, it requires by the basic layman's person definition, a a bit of delusion. And so I feel like this is just piling on the delusion, you know, like let's get crazy. Let's be so delusional that we just, we just see ourselves as this thing that's so real and so deeply set in our imagination that it's our destiny. And I love the word delusion because it's really inaccurately used. And what we're seeing is actually an illusion. Everything is an illusion. Everything's actually still moving and it's particles of energy and it looks solid, but it's not. And to really be delusional means that I'm going to use what we've kind of joked about before is that magic eye. And I'm going to just slightly cross my eyes to see what's real and to see what can be done and to see what I can believe to receive and and to see the essence of who I am. And I think that's pretty cool. I like that. You know, be crazy enough to believe that you can be great and that you can be wealthy and then you can be anything that you can possibly think or imagine. Be that crazy. You choose your beliefs. Don't let them be chosen for you. You are a believer. And if you don't choose what you're going to believe, they will be chosen for you. And I can tell you that usually results in the, well, and something does not... (laughs) For, in your best interest. Right. And I know that yeah. you and I have talked about when we were younger and people would call me weird, it would kind of bother me. But as I got older, it became this badge of honor. Like, well, oh, Because yes. you really became weird. <laughs> but like, I'm on the right track. I'm doing the right thing. I'm not normal. This is perfect. Yeah. Well, That's you, great. I, you know, and I, it's just it's so important. And, and I've always enjoyed doing this. And I overlay the law of attraction, kinetic belief with quantum mechanics and thought disciplines and all the world's religions and all those things. But, you know, the, the Greek philosopher Aristotle, and, and I love, you know, studying his writings, but he argued that we should treat objects in ways that are befitting to their fundamental nature. And since money is not meant to be a good or a product in itself, but a, only a medium of exchange, mm. he said that it's unnatural to desire money as an end in itself. And when you think about it, how true that is, just to have stacks and stacks. And that's one of the problems with somebody that says, well, I I want a billion dollars. And you say, well, for what? And and they draw a blank. (laughs) Because all they're doing is they're just seeing a stack of (laughs) of money, which is really meant to be a... Uh, a medium of exchange rather than an end in itself. And so, in other words, if you spend your life trying to accumulate as many, well, let's say, seashells as you possibly can by filling your garage up with them, well, that kind of life, that's not a successful life. 
There's no joy in that. And it's not an optimistically happy one of activating your creative genius in order to advance yourself. You just have a garage full of seashells. That is so powerful to remind ourselves and to just get a hold of that truth that money is a tool. Money is a tool for achieving the things that your heart desires, that your create your unique creativity wants to achieve. It's not the thing. It's the tool that we're using in life. You've got to overcome all of these negative imaginations. One of the uh, Another huge negative influencer to attracting money and great wealth. It's often with the question of motive. The Christian Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. All right, now what are you going to do with that? <laughs> you start feeling good about attracting money and somebody, you know, taps you on the shoulder and says, well, now you know, the love of money is the root of all evil. Look, to have a love of money, again, it means to seek money for its own sake. You're just piling it up in your garage. Well, and, and the... And, and, and what we know is, is that money, while rooted in fear, is not established with a quantum conservation of momentum. Money will come and go. And money that comes and goes, it comes with sorrow. And it will leave in the same manner that it came. And, and it promotes fear, fear of what if somebody might take it from me. Then what will I do? It's not established to, in, in order to become part of you. And it's not your destiny. You're not seeing yourself as financially wealthy. You, you will have short-term access to something that is not rooted in agreement with original source substance. And that's why winners of a lottery rarely keep what they won. What they imagined to receive was for the money itself, and it didn't include a purposeful imagination. Well, in quantum mechanics, what we know is that this actually makes sense. It is a holistic impression that's been formed by the imagination that rearranges your circumstances to become something else. And it's the human creator's imaginative ability to see themselves living a prosperous lifestyle that attracts money. It feeds that lifestyle. Any belief that also considers not having a lot of money loses the quantum conservation of momentum is the way to understand that. In other words, being double-minded like we've been talking about between fear and faith and uh, it gets random or it gets just average results. So spend some time alone to find out who you are and why you are here and then determine your destiny. You determine it. You choose what to believe. You should be the least surprised person when it comes to attracting millions of dollars into your life. Wow. I feel like you just started a whole new podcast. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I mean, we just started this whole new concept where, you know, money is power because of what you're using it for. And to shift your thinking about that, that quote by Aristotle was beautifully, beautifully articulated because that really gives us a lot of, of power when imagining what we're going to be using money for. Because I would imagine too, that you're going to man you know, that you, you talk about the velocity of our manifestation of our velocity of belief. It seems like that would increase that velocity by a lot when you have a very real purpose, a sense of purpose for, you know, why do you want to be wealthy? Why do you, what do you need this for? What is your destiny? Why, that's right. What is your strength for? Your sense of identity becomes a sense of destiny. And that's a great way to look at it. You can, uh, you can attract any amount of money. And when you do, it shouldn't be a surprise to you when it begins pouring into your life. If it can still surprise you, then you haven't been imagining it in the present tense. It is, it's going to be your conservation of momentum that produces the cause of the effect of your wealth. What you believe to be your destiny in, in particle physics is best understood as, as quantum entanglement. 
Albert Einstein said that a property that is not measured or believed need not exist. Isn't that something? Basically, if you're not believing, it's, it just is not there. In other words, whatever you don't believe, it doesn't manifest as an option for you. What you do believe exists and is attracted to manifestation. So if you believe that you not going to Harvard is going to result in an average lifestyle, then you not going to Harvard is going to result in an average lifestyle. In, in quantum entanglement, Measurement or, or what you believe about money is an active process that always alters what's being measured, or in, in our case, we're, we're talking about wealth. So those who attract money regularly into their lives are forever optimistic. They're always grateful. You, as a kinetic believer, you will not maintain imaginations for observation of things that are not lovely and pure. And you, you've got to maintain it. You have to hold that thought form and keep it in your mind and journal those ideas and those lovely and pure thoughts to see those things come to pass. The, the destiny believer believes the best in all things, expecting wealth and abundance. And they imagine an enlightened mind while experiencing a joyous life. The successful kinetic believer uses their creative abilities because they know what they are in order to enjoy life. They've decided, I'm going to let that be the purpose for me being here. What you tell me to do, based on what you yourself would do, is no longer my purpose because life's too short and precious for me to miss my purpose for being here. And the successful law of attractor possesses and uses the ability to focus the substance of their belief to change the physical around them. And it's a disciplined creator intentionally commanding the universal source of matter to show up and rearrange and reconstruct and reform and change and expect and, and you attract that which is desired. That is the person that never fails. Aristotle said that money is a guarantee that we may have what we want in the future. Though we need nothing at the moment, it ensures the possibility of satisfying a new desire when it does arise. Mm. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm hoping that we do like a part two or something (laughs) to this because I feel like we're just scratching like you, but you did warn us. You said, Hey, this is just the tip of this iceberg. So we yeah, have to crack it open some more, right? right? Well, oh my I, goodness, this is amazing. I hope that somebody got something out of this today. I oh, think that, powerful. you know, I always do, and it's one of my favorite topics. But And what's so exciting to me always, Megan, is that this is for everybody. And it, it hasn't been until just recent that we realized that opportunity is for everybody. You know, we're told that, but then the fact has always been what we're then have to believe according to what is told to us uh, to us through the media and through uh, governments and family and just the natural uh, expectations of life. We believe that you've got to be something else in order to to have opportunities. And none of that is true. None of it is true. It doesn't matter what side of the tracks you were born on. It doesn't matter what your your uh, heritage is. None of that matters. What matters is what you believe. Wow, I've gotten so much out of today. Just that wealth is should be seen as your destiny, the thing you're believing for, that you need purpose to even manifest that wealth and that you're self-sabotaging through fear. And oh my goodness, this is amazing. I'm so excited about these new perspectives. It really it really did take me to this next level, you know, because you can you can be manifesting wealth, attracting wealth, doing all the right stuff, but then you get this higher, even higher perspective. And it really is like you started out by saying the age of enlightenment. You get a strong sense of that 
as we're discussing this today. Say it and change what you're saying too. Change what you're talking about. Yeah. In fact, let's say this out loud right now. Just say this. Say, my inner genius, my inner genius requires great wealth. Requires great wealth. I have entered into the greatness. I have entered into the greatness of my wealth. Of my wealth. I am aligned. I'm aligned. With my higher purpose. With my higher purpose. For money. For money. I will always follow the inner voice. I will always follow the inner voice. Of my genius. Of my genius. For attracting great wealth. For attracting great wealth. I choose actions. I choose actions. That attract money. That attract money. For my life's purpose. For my life's purpose. Every answer for attracting. Every answer for attracting. Wealth. Wealth. Is within me. Is within me. I have attracted the substance. I've attracted the substance. Of my heart's desire. Of my heart's desire. And I have the ability. And I have the ability. To pay for it. To pay for it. (laughs) My awareness for wealth. Yes, my awareness for wealth. Is heightened. Is heightened. I am unwavering. I'm unwavering. In my belief. In my belief. For attracting great wealth. For attracting great wealth. Into my life's purpose. Into my life's purpose. My passions. My passions. Hey. Hey. They've come to me. They've come to me. (laughs) And I can more. And I can what? I can more. I can more. Than afford them. Than afford them. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> I didn't good. see where that one was I going. I can more than afford them. Yes. Yeah. I can more than afford them. Wow. Today has been so powerful, Steve. This has been awesome. Money is important. It matters. We want it. It's something that's on our minds all the time and knowing how to address it, knowing how to access it, how to approach it in the right way in the enlightened new age thinking way is it's everything really. I mean, it can change your, it can just totally revolutionize your day-to-day experience. And as you grow and go and those new desires come, having money is going to give you the ability to satisfy all those new desires when they show up. Wow. Well, I just have to say thank you for all the new knowledge today. It really felt like new fresh revelation knowledge that I don't think I've ever gotten before. This has been very powerful. Attracting easy money. Now everybody knows how to do it, right? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And if you want some more help and working through this thing, go to kineticbleep.com and get my guided journal and I will walk you through the process for the next 100 days. Guaranteed. It's so much fun. And, uh, you know, you journal your way to success and uh, rearranging your life. You can also get the workbook to find out what your purpose is to begin with. Don't start this unless you know why you're here, who you are, and what you're supposed to be doing. And of course, keep up with the event calendar, Mastering the Universe workshop locations all over the world. And what else? What am I missing? Instagram at Stephen Canyon. Make sure you follow. Yeah. We do a lot of giveaways on Instagram, so that's a fun one. At Stephen Canyon is the username. And again, this has just been fabulous. And ooh, something else on the website. If you go to the website, a pop-up is going to appear. And all you have to do is put in your email address, and you're going to get a beautiful rendition of August Moon. Tell mm. us a little bit about oh, that. We August haven't talked Moon. about that a whole lot on here. August Moon is the most recent song that came to me through the universe. I am uh, I learned to play the piano just by believing to be able to do it. Don't read music. Don't write it. But I have composed many pieces and played with symphonies, orchestras, and of course had a world have a world class violinist doing a lot of the solo work by the name of Megan. <laughs> Hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Big that is round. beautiful. And um, I like meditating to to that music. August Moon especially. It has a very um, strong, powerful, intrinsic sense of 
of just pausing to look within all the things that we like to talk about here, but it's a great backdrop to, to that process. Open to it journaling. up with a classical guitar yeah. and there's so oh, many beautiful. wonderful mm. instruments in it. And yeah, it's pretty cool. And it was uh, so fun to play too. You, so. can, you can get that off our website. Yeah. It's a gift, right? It is. It's a free gift. As long as you um, just sign up on the website, it'll appear right there. So, okay. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you so much for all of this just awesome, powerful um, age of Aquarius wisdom. Megan, you make this fun. Oh, well, you make this so that. much fun. I think I, you do. I love, I just, honestly, I love imagining the audience because it's so vast. It's so big. We hear from people all over the world. I think right now we have listeners in almost 60 different countries mm-hmm. and it's just so fun to see so many different people from so many different backgrounds with this unique and same centric mindset. I just think that's really cool. I love True that. imagining that. You're cool. Yeah. We one big family. Attracting one big happy easy family. Money. All of us attracting lots of money. <laughs> lots Having of easy fun. money. Hey, we're going to see you guys out there somewhere soon at one of the uh, workshops too. Yeah, see you back here out. tomorrow, Megan. Absolutely. Kineticbelief.com. See you tomorrow. Thanks. Right, bye.